Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, welcome to episode 45 of Bullets and Beans. As always, I'm your host, Doc Joslin. This is the third week of January 2022, and you know what that means? This is officially the Bullets to Beans birthday. That's right. We're going to close out season two today, and we're going to kick off season three. Uh, it's hard to believe that I've been doing this for two years. It's been a fun project. It's been uh, uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, third week of January also means that SHOT Show is going on. The National Shooting Sports Foundation trade show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, half of the show is bullets. So <laughs> there will be some pretty cool things coming out of Vegas this week, I'm sure. Um, the show this week. In segment one, we're going to do some closeout. It's been about two and a half months since we've done a show, so we're going to close this year out, and then we're going to get ready for segment two, which is going to be talking about 2022, season three, and some big announcements that we have, some stuff coming up. A roast this week in the weekly grind is a local Alaska roaster, Chugach Mountain Roasters. We're going to review the Peru blend. Fucking delicious. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's pretty good. Uh, and then before we get into everything, actually, I want to give some uh, some shout outs, right? So some, show some gratitude. That was difficult to say. Uh, Ed Anderson, my brother from his 6'4 mother. Hey, man, I really appreciate the help with the book project. And if you don't know what that is, stay tuned. I'll talk about it. Eagle One Actual, official J.S. Clark and JPEG08, the world's okayest dad. I really appreciate all the banter and back and forth on social media. It's been motivating and quite honestly... It helped me get back in the studio today to help put uh, episode 45 together. So that's the show. That's what we've got coming up. Strap in, hang tight. Here we go. I get one of them to monitor and I get back on the gun and get back out and fight. That's probably one of the good progressions through the military. The aircraft is pitching and rolling and we're going through the valley and it's it's just a wild, wild ride, and I'm trying to think to myself. No. no, the crisis has to culminate, and in communities like Seattle and Portland. Bullets to Beans, your weekly military and veteran podcast with Doc Joslin. You take home defense seriously. You have a fire extinguisher, alarm system, and firearm training. But have you considered another crucial home defense tool? MaverickTactical.com is taking it to the next level. In their enduring commitment to top-quality self-defense, they have added composite armor. Composite armor plates are lighter, more comfortable, and offer your choice of level 3A, 3+, and level 4 protection. Maverick Tactical also now carries flexible vests. With complete 3A protection and the option to increase front and back protection by adding higher level plates. For an even more concealable option, check out Maverick Tactical's shirts with front and back protection. Maverick Tactical is your locally owned personal defense choice, and all of their armor is made right here in North Carolina. Protect yourself fully with Maverick Tactical, a crucial part of your home defense package. Call 336-269-7292 today, online at mavericktactical.com. All right, segment one, let's close out season two. These are numbers, you know, 2021, 2022, season two, segment one, segment three, whatever, all this stuff. I'm confusing myself. I've been recording for an hour, right? And I'm, it, I've, I've had like 57 takes that I've deleted. Anyway, it's been a minute, right? It's been two and a half months since I've done this. Bear with me, folks. I'm just going to shoot from the fucking hip and see what I can get done. So <laughs> season two 
closeout, right? We had 2,000 downloads. only did 15 episodes last year, and I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but quite honestly, a couple of the episodes were, uh, I think, some of the best work that uh, the show has produced. Uh, and quite honestly, some of the, the more memorable and most fun episodes for me to do. I'm talking about like episode 35, Leashes of Valor, and uh, my interview with Danique Massengill. Um, her story is so powerful, and then the work of Leashes of Valor, that organization is incredible. And near to my heart, uh, service dog organization, helping veterans uh, with uh, with service dogs. And then immediately after that was episode 36, right? The 98 Fund, me and Rock to Rocky. Uh, so Doc and Rock, first of all, Doc and Rock will be in the studio together again here pretty soon, uh, putting some more hilarity out. Uh, but episode 36 was one of the most popular episodes. It's had over 30 or over 300 downloads. And I know for some folks, uh, other podcasts, that's like they do that the first day an episode goes out. Well, I'm not other podcasts. I'm Bullets to Beans. That's a good number for me. I know it's a rookie number and I'm going to pump those numbers up, but that's what we got so far. The mission of this organization of the 98 Fund is in, it, it is incredible, and I'm glad and proud and humbled to be a part of it. Remedy Alpine, my other organization, and Bullets to Beans will both be a part of uh, the Alaska Project for 2022 as they bring more Gold Star children up uh, and Gold Star families uh, to participate in the, the work that they do, and I can't wait to be a part of that. What else? Um, the show in general, right? 5,400 downloads, 44 episodes. This is 45. But this is the stuff that I think is really cool, right? And this is just the, the, the internet, right? 31 countries in 603 cities. The fact that my, my stupid stories and what I'm doing on Bullets to Beans is listened to in 31 countries, it, it, to me, that's just kind of neat. So our social media, you know, we're still trying to grow We've got like 460 followers on Instagram, 560 followers on Facebook, you know, nothing big on Twitter and YouTube, but that's what we got, right? So that's where the show's at. What else happened in 2021? Well, you know, COVID's still around. <laughs> Everyone thought that shit would be gone by now. At least I did. I went back and listened to some other, some of the previous episodes from the first season about COVID, you know, and I, I, it, Openly admit, I fucking called that one wrong. I didn't see this being this much of a pain in the our ass. You know, everyone couldn't wait for 2020 to end. They were like, oh, I can't wait for 2021. <laughs> and then we heard the same things a few weeks ago, right? Everyone's like, hey, I can't wait for 2022. Well, let me tell you, for me, from my perspective, 2022 came kicking in like a fucking Puerto Rican girlfriend that thought I was cheating on her, man. 2022 at work has been kind of a challenging year already in it's uh it's it's january 15th folks it's um yeah so i don't know why everyone's always so optimistic that you know the future is going to bring positive change not to be pessimistic I, my coffee cups are usually half full but <laughs> it's just been sporty um what happened so afghanistan fell right and I know we talked about that uh, on an on an episode before. I, I did a I did an analogy uh, about how it got so bad. And if you listen to any mainstream media, any media, not just mainstream media, and that's that, I mean, like that's a negative term now. Mainstream media uh, produces a negative connotation with most folks, right? And I understand why. But whether you listen to a media outlet that's in the left or the right or the center, it doesn't matter because guess what? Nobody's talking about the fall of Afghanistan anymore. It's like that shit never happened. And it, and it happened 
in August. It happened five months ago, right? This isn't history. This is still current and nobody's talking about it. Well, there's a couple people still talking about it. The folks from Save Our Allies, like Nick Palmashano and Tim Kennedy, those guys are still getting after it and they're still rescuing Americans and they're still taking care of the people that, that deserve our loyalty. U.S. citizens, uh, naturalized citizens, green card holders, people that worked during the, the global war on terror to support U.S. and coalition forces whose lives are in jeopardy now because the Taliban, who everyone's trying to legitimize, folks, don't get it confused. Don't go, don't go cross-site on this shit. They are a terrorist organization. They are not a political entity. Anyway, yeah, so that's, um, I mean, a lot happened in 2021, right? I mean, back to COVID, you know, we had the, the Delta variant. Now we're dealing with Omicron. Just this week, the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, that's fun to say, SCOTUS. But it, I mean, it sounds almost, you know, graphic. You know, my SCOTUS had a ruling this week. But the Supreme Court of the United States ruled on the, the Biden administration's vaccine mandates, right? And for those that are involved in healthcare, I don't think there were any surprises that what came out, right? There was the OSHA mandate uh, that basically said that all employers that have 100 employees or more would be required to have their employees vaccinated. Well, the Supreme Court of the United States said no to that one, right? They shot that one down. Um, but the other, uh, the CMS mandate basically mandated that certain, not all, but certain types of healthcare settings or healthcare employers, healthcare organizations had to mandate COVID vaccinations, right? That one was upheld, and it's funny because if you listen to, again, going back to the, the media outlets, right, depending on whether you listen to the left or the right or the center, I don't listen to any of them. I think they're all full of shit. But, like, everyone's claiming it as a, as a victory, right? The left is like, that's right. They upheld the CMS mandate. And then the right is, you know, claiming it as a victory going, they shot down the unconstitutional vaccine mandate. Well, well right. They did. And they upheld the one. Here's here here's here's something, folks. If you work in healthcare, or even if you don't work in healthcare, vaccine mandates for healthcare workers—they're not new. I've been in healthcare for thirty years. God damn, I'm fucking old. Almost thirty years. Yeah, I've been in, doing this stuff for this long. Guess what? I've had to have Hep A, Hep B, you know, <laughs> MMR, flu. I mean, I mean. Being required to have vaccines to work in the healthcare industry is not new. And, you know, again, people go back to, well, it's, you know, they rushed it. And even I did that, you know, they will, they rushed it, blah, 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 blah. I disagree with this vaccine. If you look at some data, if you look at some science out there, right, and, and we should be challenging science. We shouldn't trust science. The whole premise behind science is that you challenge and then you you argue and prove, right? We don't just accept. But anyway, here's some early data on the vaccines, right? The the COVID vaccines, all of the three combined, right? They've had over 2.4 million adverse drug reactions. 2.4 million adverse drug reactions. According to World Health Organization statistics, it is the most adverse drug reaction producing vaccine on the market. I'm going to, I want you to keep this into perspective. 
that vaccine has only been out for about a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah, let's call it almost two years, right? It has produced 2.4 million adverse drug reactions. The next most volatile, call it, caustic, whatever, dangerous vaccine is actually the flu vaccine. It's produced, hold on to your seats, 240,000 adverse drug reactions, right? 2.4 million, and the gap is 240,000-ish adverse drug reactions. And that vaccine has been out since 1969. The most dangerous vaccine on the market right now has only been out for two years, and it's produced 2.4 million adverse drug reactions. The next one behind it, 240,000, has been out since 1969. It's had all those years to produce all those reactions, right? This, folks, is why people are up in arms about the vaccine. And don't, don't take my word for it. Question me, right? Go do your research and prove me wrong. These are statistics according to the World Health Organization. So anyway, uh, I don't want to make a show just about COVID. But this is, I mean, this is what's creating problems, right? And, and we thought it was going to be over in 2020, and then 2021 came, and it, it persisted. And now here we are in 2022, and guess what? It's making our lives miserable still. So it's kind of hard not to talk about the elephant in the room. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that. What else happened in uh, 2021, closing out the year? Um... On uh, December 4th, my service dog, Denali, died. He had a great life. He was 13 years old. And actually, I think I'm going to take a break there. We'll get into the weekly grind. We'll review some coffee. And I'll pick up segment two, talking about uh, my beautiful service dog, Denali, uh, because it goes into what I had for segment two, which was some big announcements for what's coming up. So so hang tight. We're going to review some coffee, and we'll be back. The Weekly Grind. So our grind this week comes to us from a local Alaska roaster just down the road in Girdwood, Chugach Mountain Roasters. I came across this guy, I believe it was at the Scottish Highland Games. He had a a booth set up, you know, and I I see coffee booths and I immediately kind of gravitate over to him. Had a cool story. Him and his wife, family, moved up to to Girdwood. Uh, I think they're out of Kansas City. They spent some time down in, in Austin. But it's just a small roaster, right? And he puts out some really quality shit. Uh, not a veteran, and I know I focus on veteran roasts, but I'm going to focus on Alaska roast today. It's my show. So it's the Peru blend, and I really like the packaging. First of all, it's simple, but you know the the package the the label has La Familia Merino. They they give you the history of where your beans came from. Uh, so the uh, Merino family. Chirinos district uh, of Peru. And, and you know, because there was so much information on the label, I went and looked it up where this is at in, in the country of Peru. So it was just cool to, I, I like knowledge and the, the fact that they put so much information about where the beans came from. It was kind of cool. Uh, I like cool shit. Again, small roaster. This is the Peru blend. Uh, it's a medium roast. It's got a good hearty, full flavor. Notes of chocolate come out almost immediately and they linger, right? They stay with you. You get kind of this almost molasses, malty kind of sweetness that comes with it. Uh, but it's not overpowering. It's it's not too sweet. 
and again, I sample and drink all my coffee black. So uh, it's not sweet because I dumped a bunch of fucking sugar in it. It's just, it's a naturally sweet bean. So super delicious. Uh, you can find them online and I'll have a, a link to them. ChugachMountainRoasters.com. Uh, they're on Facebook. I love their hashtag that they have from their mountain to ours, right? I mean, Girdwood, Alaska is a mountain town. So I'd encourage you to check them out. And on that note, I am looking for more veteran roasted coffees to review on the show. There's been some that have been kind of pushed my way uh, that I'm going to be reaching out to try to drop some orders. Freedom Hill Coffee, uh, Lonesome Rider Coffee, and Frontier Coffee. If you guys are listening to the show, look for an order coming soon. And again, if you're a veteran roaster and you want uh, to be featured on the show, reach out to me at bullistabeans.com. And here's the thing. If you're a small veteran roaster, I'll buy your shit. I'm not asking you to send me free stuff. Okay. I'm not soliciting for free products. If you want to send me some stuff, that's cool. Uh, I mean, I will take freebies, right? I'm not dumb, but I'm not going to ask you to send me free stuff. If you're a veteran who's out there running a business, trying to make money, I'll spend my money on you. And then I'll feature you on the show and talk about your shit. Uh, if you know of any veteran roasters, send them my way, shoot me a link to them, uh, drop me a message, uh, either on Facebook, Instagram at, at the, the show's email account at bullets to beans at Gmail. Yeah. And put me in touch with them. I'd love to review uh, veteran coffees. That's part of the show. So anyway, back to this week, close out Chugash mountain roasters, Peru blend, fucking delicious. Check them out. Look for the links in the show notes. Let's get ready for segment two. Born from the passion of taking care of our nation's veterans and warriors, Remedy Alpine, owned, operated, and staffed by veterans, provides a variety of therapeutic adventure and backcountry recreation programs ranging from single-day hikes to multi-day, multi-night mountain treks and even basic mountaineering adventures. For more information, visit them at www.remedyalpine.org. Remedy Alpine, reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind. All right, segment two. So I closed out segment one talking about my service dog, Denali. Uh, and I've got to try to get through this segment without ruining my microphone and crying on it. So on December 4th, my service dog passed away. And it was, let's just say it just closed out a horrible year in a horrible fashion, right? That dog was a part of my life for, uh, he was 13 years old. Um, he was, uh, we, we did two and two years of training together. That dog helped me get through the darkest, worst parts of my transition, the worst parts of me working through wanting to suck, start a pistol. That dog literally saved my life and he passed. I mean, it's known dogs have a shorter lifespan than humans. Right. And so, you know, as I was going through grieving process and mourning process and and just processing the loss of my service dog. I wanted to find a way to honor him. I wanted to find a way to celebrate his life. And so what I've come up with and what I've started and people have seen, it, I, I put this out on social media, I'm writing a book uh, about my service dog, right? And, and it's going to be called his final task. And there's a reason behind that, right? So <clears throat> as I was talking with my therapist about him passing, you know, my therapist is like, uh, 
she kind of paused and she was like, you're grieving. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm grieving. I just lost my service dog, right? Next to my wife and children, the most important thing to me in my life. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I know, but um, I've been your therapist for a couple of years and I've never seen you grieve. I've seen you have a lot of loss, you know, friends that have died, other pets, you know, and Denali wasn't a pet. There's a difference, huge difference, right? Raider, our beagle died, our black lab died. We've had family members pass, right? And and she's been my therapist through all this. And, and she's like, I've seen you suffer loss, but I've never seen you grieve. And I'm, you're actually grieving. And, you know, as we're talking about Denali, she kind of paused and she's like, well, maybe that was his final task for you is he enabled you or taught you to grieve. And I'm getting a little allergy attack right now. Right. And so that, that, that prompted me to, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to celebrate him. And that's the story I want to tell, but I want to tell all the stories because he was such an amazing, amazing part of my life. And I want to share that with folks, right? So look for, hopefully by the end of this year, I can get it published. Uh, it'll be called His Final Task. And I, at the beginning of the show, in the intro, I gave a shout out to, you know, my brother from a 6'4 mother, Ed Anderson. He helped me probably locate a publisher. Like this thing has got wheels. It's in motion. Uh, I'll be writing uh, more today. I'm, I'm coming up on close to 20,000 words. So yeah, it's it. The, I'm getting some momentum behind this, and I can't wait to put it out. So we'll follow social media for updates, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again on the show uh, in the future. So look for that. That's one big announcement: writing a book. I've never done that. I've been published a couple times before, uh, but it's usually magazine stuff or contributing author stuff to some stuff, uh, other projects for other people. But this is the first time I've I've tried to take on writing an entire book. I've thought about it before and I've actually started a couple of books before, but you know, I get, I get about a thousand words in and I'm like, nobody wants to hear the story, you know, and I would stop or I'd become unmotivated, but I'm so motivated to, to share the, the, the story of, um, uh, my best friend. So, um, what else is coming up in 2022? Oh, I'm fucking moving. How about that one? That's kind of big work. Work is asking me to move, so it looks like my wife and I will be leaving Alaska. It'll be later on in, in 2022. It's not going to be right now because it's, it's fucking winter. Nobody moves out of Alaska in the middle of winter, not by choice at least. Uh, we're still trying to settle on a location, uh, so more to follow on that. It will be a warmer climate. You know, We will be down in the lower 48. Um, and even though this is being driven and prompted by my full-time employment, uh, there's some benefit to that f for the show, right? Being in the lower 48, I have access to a lot more things. Depending on where we actually settle, that could you know, make it easier to, for me to you know, get more guests on the show. For me, for travel to kind of get out into the community and, and participate in things or to go broaden the, the show's horizons a little bit, it'll be a little bit easier not being in Alaska, but this was a, a, an Alaska show, right? Make no mistakes. Uh, the heart and soul of the show was founded in Eagle River, Alaska. We will always tie the show back to Alaska, even though that we will be moving. So more to follow with that. Uh, but the show is going to be uh, picking up and, and moving. And, and what that looks like when we start moving uh, this summer, uh, we'll figure it out. Um, what else? Uh, so obviously I'm moving for work. 
Uh, so work's going to change up a little bit, but not completely. I can talk about that more in the future. All that's still kind of being worked out. So um, I mentioned in uh, segment one, the 98 Fund, their Alaska project. I'm going to share a link on our social media, a video that they did talking about their Alaska project. I've actually got a call with their organization this week, this summer. Uh, they're doing it again in Bullets to Beans. Like I said, Bullets to Beans and Remedy Alpine will be a part of it. To so look for more information and content to come out of that. Anything that I can do to push the work that they do, it's so important. Definitely going to be uh, doing that. Um, trying to get away from politics on the show this year. You know, I, I, I mentioned COVID just doesn't seem to want to fucking go away. I'm going to focus on a little bit more bullets right? I love shooting. I love, uh, I love guns, you know, and to be political for a second, the second amendment, it it exists for a reason, right? But they're fun, right? They're, they're, They're cool. And I know a little bit about them. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I know a little bit. So look for more content around firearms, but not just the coolness of it, but firearm safety, firearms training. And we'll be looking to put together some, uh, some shoot video content for our YouTube channel, do some product reviews, do some gun reviews. So look for that coming in 2022. What else am I going to do this year? Um, I don't know. We'll make it up as we go along. So that's, uh, that's what we got. Big news coming up. Uh, I know I didn't put all the cats out of the bag. That's by design. So, uh, we'll continue to feed information as we can. So hang tight. Uh, we'll be back to close the show out in just a moment and, uh, we'll wrap the show. So pretty much started wrapping the show up at the end of segment two. Anyway, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. We do have some content out on YouTube. We're going to try to add to that some more, like I said. And then Twitter, we're on Twitter. Uh, I try not to get on there very much, only because people like to go there and fight. My wife will tell everybody I used to do it. I used to get in Twitter wars, and I just don't have the capacity for it anymore. So we are on Twitter. You can find us there. You can always drop me a line, uh, bullets to beans at gmail.com. Like I said, uh, the weekly grind, if you know of a veteran roaster or you are a veteran roaster and you'd like to have your some of your coffee feature on the show, drop me a line, right? Share the show like Playground Crack, right? It's free. Tell all your friends about it. Tell all your family about it. Well, one last thing, you know, we're talking about setting up the show for season three in 2022. What's coming up? I turned 50 this year, folks. Uh, and if you're in the Eagle River, Anchorage area, look for more information because it sounds like my wife's planning a pretty big fucking party. She's already talking about it. So yeah, I, I'll be 50 this year. It just, it just really solidifies the fact that I'm fucking old. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's episode 45. That is a wrap. Stay frosty. Bullets to Beans is an official media production of Lifeline Media, LLC, Eagle River, Alaska. Thank you.